0: In a Saturday
1: morning pajamas. Hello and welcome. Pour yourself a bowl of cereal, grab a spot on the couch, and join us in our Saturday morning pajamas. I'm Jax, and I'm here today with... AJ. And we are here to talk about our experience in the movie Hidden Figures. Um, what do we mean by experience? Well, we figure we should share a little bit about the movie-going experience, because some silly things happen.
0: So, to tell you the truth, it w- it was, you know, a quite a normal movie-going experience. I would say 8 out of 10 out of most of our movie-going experiences we've had.
1: Yes, uh, I'll give it 8 out of 10. The, the crowd was good. The theater wasn't insanely packed. Uh, could have used, with the theater being slightly less freezing, but it's raining. California needs it. We're not prepared for rain and the coldness it brings because we we're always in a drought. So yeah. we will deal. Uh, I would like to say we went to the Galaxy Brand Theater.
0: Yep. Which, in in this area, is probably our favorite theater to go to. It's just...
1: The reclining seats. They have more food options. Like, there's sausages. There's monster pretzels. There's booze. and, Uh,
0: And the thing is, it's not the only theater that's like that around us anymore. It's just, it was the first...
1: It's the first, and I still say their seats are the best.
0: They Uh, really are.
1: And that's totally not, because after going to a different theater, which is remaining nameless, a couple days later, my scienica started acting up, and I remember it hurting during the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's no relation, which is why I'm not saying names, but my brain says there's an issue there. So, yay, prejudice against theaters.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, you could say it was kind of a royal theater.
1: Yeah. I mean, but we've been there... We've been back there since, and their seats are more boxy there. So anyway, back to Galaxy. Our
0: our experience for going to see the movie Hidden Figures at our local Galaxy Theater. Um, again, very good crowd. I've haven't had a good crowd in a while. Uh, actually, last couple movies I went to, it was actually really good crowd, but that was akin to watching older movies that a lot of people weren't interested in.
1: Yeah. Uh though, I will say this, which was interesting. Okay, no, first I gotta talk about the selfie machine. Yes, selfie machine. There was this booth they put in the lobby of the theater, and it's called a selfie machine. Anyone notice the problem with the word selfie machine? She didn't need a machine to take a selfie. To To be
0: fair, yes, oxymoron, completely valid point. She sees a selfie machine... And after I've seen after seeing it in process, all I see is email capturing machine.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You go in, there's a green screen behind you, um, you have the you have you stand in front of it, have a touch screen, you choose which of the four movies you want to be taken a picture of in front of a poster which I'm sorry, the standee for Star Wars Rogue One was a hundred times cooler than all four of these combined.
0: Oh yeah, the stand the standee they had for Rogue One there was awesome.
1: Like the poster, like for example, was Logan was just the, Logan was one of the choices, and it's basically the it, holding of the hands, and that's it. It's not like those cool ones where it shows the cast where you can kind of put yourself into the picture. It's just you're they put you over the the bear poster. And there's one for Smurfs. There's one for Hidden Figures, which that kind of put you in with the cast. But white guilt says I shouldn't put myself in the cast of Hidden Figures with the. You know, African American women, NASA engineers—just mm-hmm. problems there.
0: <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and then the other one was for what was it called? Start the S. Uh,
0: I don't remember. Sh-
1: Lama Ding Dongs movie. Oh, 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 um, uh,
0: uh, uh Split
1: split, yeah, and it was just, it was so random, and then we learned if you kind of cover up the camera, when it's about to take a picture, it screws up the image. I'll post my picture on the blog post. I use the email I don't care about. I can block stuff fairly easily.
0: Yeah, I messed with the, uh, I tried to cover the camera as soon as it took the picture, when it was counting down, and it messed with the green screen.
1: So, and I kind of moved slightly, so where I was originally standing, you see the green screen, but then I'm not standing there, I'm standing like where i was standing later on or something like that it just it's it, weird it was messed up yeah it was messed up it it yeah i just had to share because i'm just like is this a thing like seriously <sighs> okay so that we're not that we actually got here like pretty early so that's why we had time to mess with things mm-hmm. they were like remodeling the bathroom so I had to walk forever to go to the bathroom. Um, after seeing this movie okay maybe it wasn't forever mm-hmm. <laughs> considering the movie one of the people has to walk like half a mile to pee I had to walk down a hallway by like a few a hundred, a couple yards she had
0: to go to the IMAX section of the theater to go pee which by the way the IMAX section of that theater is so sterile
1: there was more love in the NASA mission control rooms of the 60s yes <laughs> um, so the movie gets ready to start we're sitting there chilling whatever and the previews start now, AJ had been in a situation previously where they mixed up the reels. Yeah,
0: l- let me go ahead and tell the story. Okay. So, I was out on a date years ago with some girl. We went to our local AMC theater. And we, we're, it's our first date. We're going out and we go to see a movie that, you know, an R rated movie called Paul. So this is when Paul was in theaters. So we go to see Paul, sit down to watch the movie, and while we're watching the movie, the trailers start playing, and I start going, "Huh. For an R-rated movie, there sure are a lot of kid mo- kids movies they're showing. Ah, well, who knows? Maybe it could be just because you know Paul is animated, and they might just be playing that up. That part, the movie wasn't animated, but Paul, you know, was a CG character in himself.
1: This was and the was Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movie, yeah. if you don't recall.
0: Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, along with um, uh, Stoner, uh, Seth Rogen, doing the voice for Paul.
1: Uh, I'll link it on the blog post, but definitely a movie should check out.
0: Yeah, we'll go into that at some other point. Um, so, again, sitting there, the previews are looking very kiddie. No R-rated previews, no like adult-themed movies. And I'm going, okay, whatever. I, it's not the f- weirdest thing I've seen. And, you know, movie finally start, you know, starts rolling the credits for AMT Theaters. Please shut off your cell phone. And, credits are playing. And I don't re- recognize this production company. And, it's looking a little weird. All of a sudden, a gnome comes out. So, someone had switched the reels and had us watching Gnomeo and Juliet. In an R in a theater that was supposed to be an R-rated movie, Paul. And this is towards the end of the day, so I don't know how many times this has happened before or what happened, how it got switched up. But my first thought was, "Damn, if we're watching this, I wonder what the parents going to see, Romeo and Juliet, are watching right now." Not that that's how it works, but you know, that's just when my brain works sometimes. So I immediately walk outside, go to the desk, and they go. Oh well, let's go. They go fix it. As soon as I'm walking back, three or four other people are walking towards the, walking out of the theater, walking towards there. I go. I already told them they're fixing it. And they're like, oh, okay. We all walk back into the movie to watch Paul. So, to continue,
1: this relates because the what was the first trailer we saw? First trailer was for Cars. Because Cars three, it's that one where stupid queen bites it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the. I it's think a it's it's that that
0: teaser trailer. The I teaser
1: guess. one where it's like all serious. and You'd actually see anime... You don't see them as humanoid. You just kind of yeah. You see... don't
0: you don't see the faces on the cars like you have in all the other movies.
1: Yeah, it's the everything will change. Yes. Uh, I'm think I'm betting this is gonna be a dream sequence, but or a flashback. Who knows? Uh, but then we saw a trailer for the Boss Baby.
0: The Boss Baby. Then there was a trailer for Beauty and the Beast, and there was one other one. It was for another kids kid style movie. I don't remember what. F- oh, um... Smurfs. Smurfs.
1: So we're sitting there, and I'm going. Okay, well at least one of these is by the same people who are doing
0: pit figures. It first starts with Cars. And then I'm like, "Um, okay, it's a little darker. Could be this. Because I'm expecting some drama movies or some sort of previews or something like that. I was
1: expecting A Dog's Purpose to be one of the trailers or something by Pure Flix.
0: Yeah, so then it goes to the next one and all of a sudden it starts playing Smurfs. And at this point I'm going, what kid's movie is out right now? (laughs) (laughs)
1: And if you're thinking that yourself
0: Monster Trucks
1: Yeah, and you know know, We haven't seen it, but we watched A few other people um, Andre from Black Nerd Comedy As well as Brad From from, Stoned
0: Gremlin Productions
1: And Go watch their review if you really are interested Mm -hmm. Our takeaway is Oh my god Dodging bullet here Yeah.
0: (laughs) So anyway so then we that second one goes up and I like I said I make that comment and then third preview comes up and it's Beauty and the Beast. And I'm going oh crap it's happening again. And then and I reserve myself no, no, it could just be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Fourth movie comes up and it's Boss Baby. Or Baby Boss, whatever it's called. And I again and I'm just going okay, get ready to walk out to the theater and tell them they put the wrong movie on again. And our movie starts up normally. Yeah. Just really odd choice for previews for this movie. It's,
1: now, our movie was rated PG, but still... All G-rated
0: curated animated movies.
1: Was there... And I get this was billed as a family film, so maybe that's why, but... Are there really no live-action family movies coming out? My other thought was, okay, we're trying to be racially sensitive... So if we show everyone that's animated, we can't be seen, we can play uh, plausible deniability in gearing this as this is a movie meant for one race or the other, or that we're taking sides or anything. So
0: what you're saying essentially is, ain't nobody want to put a Tyler Perry movie in front of this.
1: (laughs) Oh, please God, no. No, Big Mama's House. Tyler Perry movie. Three or four.
0: Yeah, Tyler Perry movie.
1: (laughs) Oh God, if they're making a Bad Boys 3, please put Big Mama in it just because. No,
0: no. I'm oh, mis- no, no, you said Big Mama's house, sorry. I I confused Big Mama's with uh, Medea. Yeah. Which, oh,
1: God. Eh. Big Mama meets Medea.
0: Oh, God, don't even joke about that <laughs> shit.
1: <All laughs> For right. the record, I've seen one Medea movie, and that was Diary of Mad Black Woman mm. in theaters. So one I- of
0: the most preachy of them all.
1: Oh, it gone to Oprah Winfrey territory at the end. I'll no. have to have AJ sit down, and we'll have to... Nope. Go on that at one point. Nope. Um, but I have never seen any of the Big Mama movies just because. Meh, never got around to the first one, and then by then I'm like, you know, nope, I'm out. Yeah, the, um, o-
0: the only movies with Martin that I that the only thing that with Martin that I ever really enjoyed, and that was watching Martin the TV show as a kid.
1: Bad Boys was a good movie. Never seen him So next week, AJ is going to watch Bad Boys.
0: Nope. I could care less.
1: But this is the Will Smith one. Will Smith was cool.
0: Yeah, and remember who directs it? Bay? No, well, close. It's Bay Light. Oh, dear. Yes.
1: It still, it has epic moments, but we're not talking about bad boys. No, we're talking about hidden figures, and I think it's time we move on to the actual movie. Mm -hmm. But before we do, I want to pause for just a minute here and hear a word from one of my great friends at Insert Coin to Continue. I want to play a little something they record for us, and then when we get back, we'll talk about the movie.
0: Hey there, Saturday morning pajamas. This is Whiskey TK. And Jacob. <laughs> Cody. And it's your boy JT. Your boy. We are <laughs> Black Market Cheese. You die. You do a segue, right? Got me. Settlers of Catan is different every time you play it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the most outrageous thing I've so ever seen. Insert coin to continue. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can also contact us at credit number two. Continue on Twitter. And we're out!
1: And we're back. Alright, now it's time to talk about the actual movie, since we've prattled on long enough about everything else.
0: <laughs> and let's get
1: ready for some white guilt. Oh yes, you have not felt white guilt like this since watching The Help, or... Oh gosh, my brain is now going blank.
0: <laughs> now to be fair, white guilt isn't a bad thing. I mean, it makes for a very... in this case, it makes for a very good movie, but... Damn! Out there are some points in this movie where things are supposed to be going right. And you're supposed to go, and you're supposed to be nodding your head, and going "Yes." And I'm sitting there, and I'm reading it, going, "God, it took us that long. That's such bullshit."
1: Well, I can sum that up in one quote. So first off, in this movie, one of the white characters is this supervisor. Well, is it Kristen? Kristen Dunst is in, and she plays. I think it's like her first grown-up, middle-aged white woman role.
0: Yeah, they... Which they, is
1: sad because she's my age and I am not middle-aged.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they make her up to look at least in her mid-40s, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Um, but she's, at one point, she's talking to Octavia Davis's character mm-hmm. and she says, despite what you may think, I have nothing against y'all. And Oct- Octavia's character responds with, I know you probably believe that. Mm-hmm. And that about sums up the whole white guiltness because there was quite a few characters in this movie who I got the feeling that they weren't inherently racist in the lynch-em-all sort of way. They were more of the this is this- how things are. Yeah. So this is acceptable. Yep. Uh let's liken this to your friends who, you know, say you're a dog person like I am. I love my dogs. They get they they run the house. I love them, so I'm okay with it. Um, I know some people who, they are not dog people, and they believe all dogs should be kept outside. And you know what? That's, they just believe that's the way things are.
0: Who the hell are these people, and how do we keep them out of our house?
1: Because they post awesome things on Facebook that you agree with some, a lot of the time, uh, so we're going to keep them here. Okay. Uh, I doubt they'll be visiting the house. <laughs> okay. uh, but that's just, like, that's just the way things are to them. So it's it's kind of that way with how some people believe things, and unfortunately some still believe it, but we're not going to go into that. Just that the way, it's the way things are, This is the way it's okay, and that's why it's okay for me to do this. They are... Oh, what's the word? Um, help me out here, AJ.
0: I couldn't really tell you. I can't think of the word either.
1: Um, I'm going to think about this forever. Oh, so
0: and This movie in it is pretty interesting to kind of hold a reflection to our current trying times i mean it's it just kind of makes us see how far we've come but also how little we've how little we've come
1: yeah um so let's backtrack a little bit and go for those who are not sure what we're talking about or don't know much about this movie basically general outline is back in the 60s Early '60s, when NASA had its space program, and when we're in the space race with Russia. Yep,
0: yeah, when we were first trying to get a person into space,
1: we it was a very big race, and the Russians actually beat the U.S. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. is like, no, we must be great because the Russians are up there, Sputnik, taking pictures of us, watching us, and they're gonna drop bombs on us and fearmonger, fearmonger, and so we're NASA's trying really hard, and NASA had these groups of different people called. Uh, Computers, And they would compute numbers. Hmm. Wonder what else that word could mean. Um, so they're all the women are, they have a bunch of women doing this. And there was the whites who are doing it in a nice clean Chris office. And then there was ones who were in the dingy building in the basement. Guess what color they were not. Not white. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so this movie is about three of them in particular. um, once played by Octavia Spencer, I said her name was. Mm,
0: Octavia Spencer.
1: Um, you will remember her as Minnie from The Help.
0: She she's essentially what I what I was saying is, she's the current, black character actress, of our of our
1: time. She has a lot of great characters. Uh, she's a really good actress too. She did a damn good job in this movie. Yep. Then there's Janelle Monae. Uh, you know her as a musician. Mm-hmm. She played. Um, Another one of the, another woman, woman, and then we have uh, to. I'm gonna, we'll call Miss Henson because I'm gonna pr- mispronounce her first name, um, but she, it's T-A-R-A-J-I. Taraji. Thank you, Aiden Because <laughs> I was gonna totally screw that up. Um, but she's been a few different things. Uh, not to me that I've seen. But she's been in, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's a really good actress too. She played the lead, mm-hmm. um, and this movie mainly focuses on the character she played. Of doo-doo. oh, she plays Cookie on Empire. That's the main role. I know that much. I haven't seen Empire, but I know that's who it is. So gotcha. she's the main character actress there. Um, but she played Catherine G. Uh, what was the first last name she had?
0: Uh, for it was. Uh bulls or bulls or Glo- Glo- globes globes globes
1: starts the g anyways her gobles Gobbles. Catherine Gobbles. and th- through the course of the movie spoiler, she gets uh, married and so becomes Catherine g johnson which is her the real person's mm-hmm. current name these were all real ladies by the way yeah. uh some facts and some storylines were changed just to fit the film uh yeah. for example well, first let me finish up with the whole thing about. Basically, these one worked in the computing division, and all of them have dreams of promoting their careers in NASA. Uh,
0: one of them is to become an engineer. One of them is to become a supervisor in her area, and one of them I don't say it was her dream, but I mean she got what they put in the movie is she was promoted, and then it became a passion of hers.
1: Yes, uh, she was really smart. Like graduated high school at fourteen that type of thing. Mm-hmm. She was just really super smart and great numbers and she's the one who did a majority of the calculations, double check calculations to put John Glenn into space. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in the movie they, movie they even showed where they'd gotten new computers to actually do this, like actual machines.
0: An IBM, if you will.
1: Yes, because no one knew who IBM was and there's this great spot. They're trying to get it into the room but they can't get the computer into the room because it's too big for the doorway and I'm sitting there going, my phone has more processing power than this today. God damn it! Oh
0: yes, it does. <laughs> um, but keep in mind, back then it was all reel to reel and capacitors and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it was like the whole the punch cards, all that. Yep. So. Uh, anyway. Brain. Um, but so at one point they had that machine. They were going to have it test the launch codes or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- trajectory or something. Basically, there was a very important number they needed, and the machine the, was not being no, inconsistent.
0: It was the no-go trajectory for the landing.
1: Basically, don't kill John Glenn. Yes. Number. <laughs> and it was given out false numbers, so they actually called her and had her verify by hand the numbers mm-hmm. to be sure it was correct. Yeah. So that's the basis of the movie. Now, as AJ mentioned, the, the women have different... They had different stories and some things were different. Uh, if you saw the previews, there was a part where you see the white supervisor man or white big man in charge, Kevin Costner, smashing down a sign for the colored women's restrooms. Well, what happened in the movie is... Sorry, my computer's designed to tell me stuff. I don't care if you're hearing those beeps. <laughs> I mean, I don't care... But that's why you're hearing beeps.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: so he, He's tearing
0: down the sign for the colored woman's restroom.
1: Because she had gotten a... I'm not going to say a promotion, because promotion usually means you're actually getting paid more. But she got assigned to work with the people getting John Glenn to space and doing all these space missions. Mm-hmm. Doing the calculations, double-checking calculations, all that kind of stuff. Um, but every time she needed the, the restroom, there was no colored woman's restroom in this building. So she had to walk a quarter of a mile away Mm -hmm. to find one.
0: Because at this point, this is in Langley, Virginia, when Virginia is still a segregated state.
1: Even though the laws nationwide, it was abolished, Virginia held on to their ways at this point. Um,
0: Well, they're not the only ones, but Virginia, yes. For
1: purposes of this, yes. And the great thing about Kevin Costner's character was he wasn't he wasn't all desegregation now you know the, the, those types but he wasn't the really racist he, he he had a job to get done he didn't care if you were man woman dinosaur he needs you to get this done
0: yeah and the best way to do it is make sure that if you have to go to the bathroom you go to somewhere that's closer to your desk
1: like you know in the building yeah. Yeah, so he, and he abolished it across the whole entire um, NASA, basically. Yeah. Or at least the Langley offices. Yeah. Um, like, you know what? You need to go, go. We need you doing your job. We don't need you running to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and at one point, oh gosh, there was this great scene where he every time he, he had gone looking for her in the room cause he, and she wasn't there. So when she finally came back, he wanted to know where she was for 40 minutes. At this point, it was pouring rain outside in the movie. And, and she
0: is soaking wet.
1: And she and is just like, okay, I'm pissed. And she just started, and she let him have it. And you could see, a f- when she started, you could see a flicker in her eye, like, oh, shit. Eh, in for, pay, in for a pound, continue. And then we got to hear about how she's having a drink from the segregated coffee pot that's never full and no one will touch. She's, you know, having this disrespect. And, you yep. know, that took guts. And that was just a really powerful scene. And, again, part of the white guilt.
0: <laughs> yes. So... Hmm. I'm trying to remember where I was gonna go off with this.
1: I'm sorry. Um, oh, and part of the reason I balled that up is because that scene didn't actually happen to the real uh, Catherine. Mm-hmm. That actually happened to the the one played by not her, the one played by Jan- Janelle Monet.
0: The one who wanted to become the engineer.
1: Yes, she wanted to become an engineer, and Mary Jackson. That was her character. That was, that's the what, real woman's name. Right. That, that actually happened to Mary Jackson, and she's the one who actually let it loose and got that whole thing done. Yeah. Uh, for purposes of this movie, we really couldn't go all the way into her story yeah, as ju- well. And
0: just focus on the main protagonist at this point.
1: But from what I've, what I've read, what I've researched, for the most part, the movie was fairly truthful. Um, I have a couple questions about that, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so... Yeah, for Catherine's storyline, she wanted to be that great computer, great mathematician. She's had a great mind, and she could do the work. And uh, her story was her husband had passed away, so she is now living with her mother and her kids. And through the course of course the film, she meets a guy, and they get married, and it's all it's all cute and sweet. Um, and there was a couple moments where you thought like someone was gonna get hurt in this movie, but thankfully. We yeah, didn't it, go there.
0: As I have said before, and I will say again, Joss Whedon has trained me well. At this point, I'm uh, there's many points in the movie where I'm sitting there, going, uh, "Waiting for the shoe to drop." Waiting for the shoe to drop.
1: Oh, Disney taught me well. I was waiting for someone's parents to die. Oh, it already
0: happened. At The beginning of the movie. Yeah, her husband.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was like Disney. Arsh, <laughs> but based on two stories, we can't blame Disney for that. No, totally.
0: <laughs> anyway. So, this is, I mean, it, it is a very good movie. I would suggest you go see it.
1: Um, some of the other shows, I just want to talk about oh, that a little I'm bit more. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. okay. Um, so, the one Octavia plays, she wants to be a supervisor. She she essentially is a supervisor for the colored women's uh, computing computers, which is like a sign on the friggin' wall.
0: And, and f- so, real quick, her story. Is probably one of the most relatable stories in this movie, as anyone who's ever had to work retail and does their job well will relate to this story. As the person who works their job, does the work of a supervisor...
1: And don't get paid for it or recognized for it. Yep. And she reports to Kirsten Dunst's character, and she keeps trying to be a supervisor, and she's told, there's not an opening, you're not qualified, da-da. Um, and eventually... She's she, this woman she had initiative. Um, and she mm-hmm. sees that they're putting in the new IBM machines and she asks they were and she realizes that's I know, shush <laughs> redundancy. Uh, she sees they're putting in those new machines and she she inquires what they are and she realizes we're gonna be at me. Not only am I gonna be out of a job, all my girls are. Mm-hmm. Um and at one point she actually is offered a different position, mm-hmm. but means leaving behind all the other women who work who work under her. And she, so
0: she makes the point that she's not going to move ahead without her other employees because she doesn't want to leave all thirty of her other empl- thirty. Well, not her employees, but all thirty of the other women that work with her in the computing department, who she has essentially taken up the role as a supervisor for.
1: She doesn't want to make them obsolete. Yep. Uh, and so she actually takes it upon herself to learn about the IBM
0: and then train them. Yep. On the IBM,
1: train them. She actually is the one who gets. She gets the machines working, and it's just a really great thing because in the end. She became NASA's first African American supervisor, mm. and when they let the and when they had added more people to the team, the white woman, they reported to her.
0: Yep. May I point out one thing about this movie? Yeah. Oh my God! Do they suck John Glenn's dick so
1: hard? That was the point I was going to get into about the facts, because I'm sorry if you want to see propaganda. I know, I know. Talk to Granny, who is alive then. John Glenn can do no wrong. That's fine. But (coughs) this movie is this movie is so far up his ass that he is more violated than Kermit the Frog.
0: Yeah. You see the thing is, they turned him into the perfect person. He go out of all the people that you know, all segregating with the blacks and whites, he's the one that goes over himself to go greet and greet and you know, say his name, and to the black employees.
1: Well, and just for context, when the there's seven astronauts that mm-hmm. they were bringing there, when they brought them over, they had all, everybody lined up outside and here's all the white employees. Then there's a space, and there's all the, the African American employees. Mm-hmm. Because that way the, the TV cameras don't accidentally get, you know, yep. the wrong color on the screen.
0: And then, you know, when, they, when he reaches the end of the white employees, they go, okay, it's time to leave now, and He's the one that looks over and says, "Well, wait a minute. I haven't greeted these people yet."
1: Yes, and a couple other people might have gotten to say hi, but he was the one initiated. Yeah, he's also the one that specifically requested Catherine to verify the numbers because he'd feel safer not dying in space if she verified the numbers. Yes. <laughs> so he and he's just really like well wow, man, He's really you know well thank well good old boy. Mm-hmm. Everything, and I'm not saying anything against John Glenn. I'm just.
0: They made it's, him too perfect. There was not a single flaw in the character that they portrayed.
1: Uh, which actually brings me to another little uh, bit about this movie, and that is, for some of the storylines, there weren't uh, some of the storylines weren't as well rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the where I mentioned Catherine met a guy and got married, that storyline was too long for the ending we got but not long enough to do it justice. Yeah. So it kind of sped through bits. And It's like, okay, okay, okay. That's that's cute that tells you gave it more time, but if you're going to give us that ending, you didn't need to spend that much time on it. Yeah,
0: essentially in the movie, she if you go by the movie, you know, you're not of course you're not going to get every t- single time they meet or they date. No. But in, essentially if you go by the t- the movie storyline as fa- as fact, they meet, they meet again, they have one date at his house.
1: One date at hers.
0: And then he proposes.
1: Yeah. I- I'm sure... And then they're all
0: of a sudden married.
1: Yeah. And I'm trying to listen to like what the time frame is. They're saying, we have this long till this launch. Okay, so I can kind of guess where the time frame is. And I'm sitting there going, isn't that like a week away?
0: <laughs> but- <laughs> from what I remember, they essentially run from 61 to 62 in different time periods of time. Yeah. So that could, if you if you go from the very beginning of sixty one to the very end of sixty two, yeah, that could be two years worth of time frame mm-hmm. right there.
1: And I really though, if you watch, we don't stay to the end of the credits because, as, as Aj pointed out, this wasn't Marvel. There's not gonna be an end credits scene with Thor. Mm-hmm. But if you, at the beginning of the credits they do give that kind of thing where they show you pictures of the real life people and they tell you a little, um, they put on the screen a little bit blurb about what this person ended up doing. Uh, Catherine and her husband actually Catherine got a Medal of Freedom from Obama mm-hmm. and then her and her husband have been there fifty four years. Yeah. So that kind of finished up that storyline. It was just the movie was good. It's just uh, movie was so good I'm having to find things to pick at. Yeah.
0: Um it, 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 but yeah, that's the thing. Everything it had the fi- that's the reason why I think it's qualified as a family movie because nothing really bad happens. It's a good story, mind you, but... <coughs> excuse me. Nothing bad happens to anyone.
1: Yeah. Um, the worst thing might be a few people telling them they can't, or a few glimpses of Dr. Martin Luther King. Um,
0: or Jim Parsons gets his feelings hurt.
1: Oh, yeah. I- I'm sorry, but the petty person in me is just going, <laughs> Sheldon just got told off.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... <coughs> And <laughs> the storyline I really wish I had seen a little bit more of mm-hmm. would have been the one for uh, Janelle Monet's character, mm-hmm. uh, Mary Jackson, because hers was she had a husband who believed that
0: he, he seemed had to have a was, very vigilant attitude about the civil rights movement.
1: But he's also a male, so he's probably experienced more outright discrimination than her. Yeah, and that's just that's just a guess for how they were playing it at least.
0: And to be fair, it could just be my my white privilege showing by saying he had a militant attitude. He just could have been angry. And, who, and uh, in that situation, who wouldn't be angry?
1: Well, at one point he said, I believe the word was, civil rights aren't always civil. Yeah. Because um, he believed you had to stand up. And there was a scene also where one of the women was walking with her children and they passed by some people demonstrating against segregation. The dogs were out. And that was a slight scary moment. Yeah. It's supposed to be, but... It was rushed through, and then just it was, it was give you an idea of the feeling, but they didn't want to dwell on that fact, yeah, because then there'd be more white guilt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really wish Mary Jacksons was a little bit more full. Her, she wanted to be an engineer, and she applied. So one of the uh, one of the actual engineers points out, like you should you should apply to be an actual engineer, and if I give her that, she's gonna do it. Well. <laughs> her application was returned to her by her supervisor saying, you know, we know you meet, yes, you have a bachelor's degree, but now we've decided that you need to have taken these specific courses or have this other degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the places to offer them are segregated and you're not the right color. Sorry. Just the way things are. So she, has to- so she goes to court to petition to be able to attend an all-white high school to get mm-hmm. these courses that she needs. And then she does become one well, NASA's first uh, African American engineers I believe. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I wish that one was a little bit more shown mm-hmm. just because that's something a little bit more relatable right now where you know you can't really be the first computer. There are only people who do those calculations and you kind of have to have the mind for it. Yep. Yeah. But pursuing and gaining a degree and doing what you have to do.
0: Yeah.
1: That's something that seems a little bit more interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Um or a little bit more relatable right now to people, especially since they were building this with that whole hidden figures stem contest for girls with a uh, to get a scholarship or something. I feel like that storyline would have done a lot just to just promote the idea, but like I said, I like this movie a lot, and so I'm having to find things to pick at.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, there's not really much that you can actually pick at. It's it's got a, it's got a good story, it's got a great cast, mm-hmm. and you know, it's got great music, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hans Zimmer and Pharrell are two of the music people. Yeah. Uh, apparently Pharrell overs- oversaw all the music on and, this. And
0: I think it was also listed as one of the producers as well.
1: Probably. Uh, just because Pharrell is really good with music, and music is play a lot of important scenes and pivotal. Mm-hmm. As I told AJ when we were leaving this movie, this made me want to go watch both Apollo 13 again, as well as The Help. Yeah. Um, two very good movies, but... Basically, combine them, you get this movie, you yep. get space, civil rights. <laughs> so I thought that was just... I just really like this movie. I encourage you all to go see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out a few weeks ago. Um,
0: well, it came out actually back in December, so...
1: Actually, according to IMDb, it came out like January 6th. Really? It got pushed back, I think.
0: Okay, maybe it came out January... Oh, you know what, you're right. Because I remember when we went to go see the movies last, it was it still wasn't out yet.
1: Yeah. It Okay. So it's just something that we, uh, and,
0: you know, and this movie I think came out too late to be an Oscar Oscar contender, which is really sad because this I think would is kind yeah. of an Oscar worthy, at least of a nod.
1: Yes, and here's the problem: it's going to have some, the January movie. It's going to be so far removed from people's minds when it comes time to vote for the Oscar bait. I mean, not,
0: award. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to be nominated.
1: Probably not, but
0: I hope so. But you yeah, know, probably not. Plus, it's also, it might be too happy of a movie for an Oscar nod. Yeah. They tend to do that.
1: Yeah, there's... I think a lot of the uh, actresses really could use... Would, should get a Supporting Actress nod, or a Best Actress nod, at least. Yeah. Uh, I have to see what else comes out to see who's going to actually get the award, but...
0: Also, there's one movie that we, you know... There's one thing I do want to talk about that doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Do you have anything else you want to cover on the movie?
1: Um, not that I can think of. <laughs>
0: okay. So there's one thing I do want to talk about. So we're seeing a influx of movies that are coming from movies that are being funded by China. And, like, for example, Rock Dog. Oh, that's right. One, that's one of them.
1: Rock all- Dogs, an animated film. Um, I'll link to the trailer on the blog post at no-noms.net.
0: And I don't know if it's actually a Chinese film that they dubbed over over here, or if it was just funded by Chinese and cre- originally, pro- you know, produced by Chinese people because it has a lot of Chinese influences in the style. Yeah. Um, but there's also uh, one other. Mo- there's also another movie that I. Without any doing any research, I'm going to just say I assume... But you know what happens when you assume. Um, assume is a Chinese-funded movie, which is The Great Wall. And it looks like an interesting movie, but...
1: Well, keep in mind, I think... If I recalling correctly, the next biggest market, mm-hmm. at least for U.S. films... Oh, it's China. Yeah. Oh, so that's why... It,
0: it's just interesting that we're finally starting to see this start showing up in movies, and it's just... I don't know how, what's going to happen, because if these movies, if, I'm hoping the movies do do well, because I don't want to see any movie really fail if there's people who worked on it and really att- attempted. You never want to see a movie do badly. Right. Because there's there's probably hundreds of people that have, you know, paid, that are getting paid and being worked for it, and yeah, it looks like it's a Chinese-funded movie. Both films are. Both of them.
1: Uh, according to IMDb, at least, um... But basically, what, if, what from what I heard is that because China is such a big market, we don't want to piss off the Chinese because then the Chinese government won't let us show the movie there, which means we don't get the profit. Yeah. So that's why things are tweaked. Uh, that's why some movies are pre-censored, not just for Chinese audiences. Now there's actually a few that were pre-tweaked so globally, not to, as not to offend China. Yeah.
0: Well, for example, I think there were a few deleted uh, scenes that got deleted from uh, from like Avengers and Avengers Two, so as not to offend China. Yeah. And there was a couple that I think even one of those movies was not even allowed in China due to certain factors. I can't remember what, but
1: yeah, it's hard to tell. But I, for one, do like to see movies with a different country's take. I do think it's very interesting to see. You know, to to not have his big echo chamber, mm-hmm. to see movies with other side influence, and it also helps because after a while, every movie becomes the same. Feels the same,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so putting these outside influences on really helps. Uh, for example, uh, this wasn't a Chinese funded one, but with um, Big Hero Six, mm-hmm. the way they put the uh, Chinese influence in sa- San Francisco, the Asian influence in San Francisco, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave a little different spin. It wasn't like, hey, let's just make the city a composite of America and London and maybe Australia. Let's include other parts of the world and just bring a lot in and kind of show different sides. And it really adds a nice new visual element as well as story element.
0: Agreed. And, you know, like I said, it's not a bad thing. It's just it's something to watch for because I think it's with these movies coming out. We're going to start seeing a lot more Japanese funded movies coming out, out in America and with dubbings and whatnot. So we're going to give... What's going to happen is we're just going to see a lot more foreign. different foreign movies and different types of movies that's, coming from a, Asia.
1: You mentioned the dubbing. That makes me think of Train to Busan because mm-hmm. that's movie I've been looking forward to. It's the Korean zombie film. Yep. Oh my gosh. Jax wants to watch zombies. Who'd have thought? Uh, But this was actually in one of the theaters near us. It wasn't all of them. And I'm just surprised at the one theater it was in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of, but the thing is that movie has gotten a lot of really great reviews. And, you know, it didn't get as widespread as it should. But, like, but if this starts happening more and more starting this year, we're going to see a lot more of this happening. And there's a good chance that Hollywood might lose its status as the big movie city. Because if China starts funding more and more, you're, you might see those, those bigger films start moving over to China and studios over to China. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen. But, you know, free market economy follows the money.
1: Pretty much, yep. Yeah. If we can get the money, that's what we're gonna do, and yep. uh, that just make me think of this one movie that I realized we have to rave about. I can't remember the name of it. Hmm. It's an animated movie, has to have drawings. What? Um, Kubo? No, though Kubo was awesome. We already yeah. talked about that. I am talking about. Sorry, I'm scrolling through IMDb because it brought it up. No, not Power Rangers though. That looks awesome as well.
0: Yeah, anime. Is it coming out or is it? Not out just yet
1: I don't think it's out yet we saw the trailer for about the son and the daughter who do the the paintings and the drawings oh oh the Miyazaki movie
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um I think it's a Miyazaki movie but it, um princess not, is it princess Kaguya or
1: no no that was that came out a couple a year or two ago
0: yeah but I know which one you're talking about it, it's about the um feudal Japanese artist and his daughter who's who does this these kinds of thing. Look up Miyazaki. It might be under a Miyazaki film. Or a Studio Look up Studio Ghibli. I think it's under Studio Ghibli.
1: I'll get there. My brain just broke because apparently at some point there's going to be a live action movie based on Barbie doll. Yeah. A doll living in Barbie land is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets off on an adventure in the real world.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm, blame Lego Movie for that. I'm
1: going to blame Amy Schumer because she's the one starring in it.
0: Again, Lego Movie. I don't know. I love the Lego Movie, but... You know, let's start making movies of toys. Yes. All right, so, so just seriously, go ahead and look up Studio Ghibli. It might show up.
1: I'm already far enough down here. Give me a moment. So while I'm looking this up, mm-hmm. start filling up time.
0: <laughs> well, I'm trying to, but, you know, if you just done what I said a little bit ago, you might actually get it there. So, anyway, as for, you know again going over that point I've already made my point on the whole Chinese market you know it's it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing just something to watch out for because it might it could be something very interesting um as for this movie you know I again I really enjoyed it I just think it might be one of those things that in time we're gonna go ahead and see less we're gonna see more of these kinds of movies in our lifetime but you know it's just
1: it's just not there yeah alright so i phone up Ghibli uh huh and I don't see it uh
0: well my phone's gone or else I'd bring it up for you. yeah
1: so oh. so anyways basically doesn't point is there's a really great movie coming out uh I'll find it in a bit and link it on the blog post cause you don't need to hear us bickering and you don't need to hear me scrolling
0: yeah <laughs> So we're g- and you know this might just get cut out. Who knows?
1: Yes. Uh, um.
0: But you know either way, it's an it's another anime movie. It looks like it, if I remember correctly, it is in Studio Ghibli style. Um. Or you know Ohio or Miyazaki style, whichever one you want to call it.
1: It's a really interesting take on the um, on the style.
0: Yeah. So anyway, as for. As for this movie, I, again, have to say, good movie. Go see it if you'd like. What would you you say?
1: I would say it's a great movie. Definitely go see it. It it is... Okay, it's what they would call a family film. But I think it's more like if you are... I I give it like ages 8 and up. You
0: You know what I see this movie being done in the future? You remember those random movies that you'd get... That you had your English teacher would have you watch...
1: Oh God! We, like, in uh, college, yeah, yes,
0: college College or high school?
1: No, in college we had to watch Freedom Writers mm-hmm. um, and Win Talkers.
0: Oh no no! My psychology teacher in high school had us sit down and watch Can't Buy Me Love.
1: No no better. I took a course uh, in sociology and basically it was two days a week. One day you was set It was like a two two and a half hour cl- class. our day it was like a half hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. First day was a Tuesday. You'd watch a movie. Thursday you turned in a paper on the movie. We saw American Beauty. We saw Wind Talkers. We saw God Must Be Crazy. Mm-hmm. I this was the movie where I got permission to write my final paper on South Park movie. Mm-hmm. I never did, and it's one of my regrets. But teacher was hoping to like each movie was supposed to represent a little bit about differences, um, mm-hmm. just different different cultures, different ways of thinking. Um, different studies aspect. in
0: society. Yeah. So, it looks like you finally found that movie. Miss Hokusai.
1: Hokusai, yes.
0: Miss Hokusai.
1: We're going to see when that comes out. Um, but anyway, so this movie right here, Hidden Figures, it seems like one of those family movies that you you watch as a family, but you kids have to be a little older because little kids... It's not those family movies where only your toddlers or your you know first, second graders are amused. This is one where both kids and adults can get something from it and enjoy it.
0: But to be fair, we didn't have many kids in the theater, which is a good thing. I, I, I'll i tell you the truth. I don't see it so much as a family film. It's just a good... It's a feel-good, even though White Yelp, but it's a feel-good movie for everyone. Yes. But I think it's more meant for adults and those who can digest the uh, implications Yes.
1: Um, oh, here's what makes it up. So AJ here has been watching a thing on Netflix about the 1980s, some kind of news collaboration type um type piece. where there's different. It's episodes. a CNN
0: uh, documentary special.
1: There we go. Right. Um, and there's one where I remember there's a part where they were talking about the Wonder Years and how there was an episode where Kevin's family is watching the Moon landing the Walking on the Moon, mm-hmm. but he is not watching it because in his mind. That's not important right now. What's important is he needs to give the courage to call a girl that he likes. Yep. Um. So, you know, this is one of the movies where it's good for kids to go. are like, no, this was history. This is important. This is something you should watch. Yep.
0: It just, you know, when that part came up, it actually just reminded me of The Simpsons. It made me think of the um, watching the moon landing. And Homer's in his beanbag cherry. Beanbag cherry. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my. I'm not gonna finish that because it's a copyright strike. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so if you don't know what the song's about <laughs> poor innocent soul <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah so overall thumbs up for this movie for me um,
0: thumbs up for me go ahead and go see it when you get the chance
1: uh, Um. and yeah uh, so I want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners on TuneIn iTunes, The Podbean Player, Google Play Music Stitcher you are important to us so you know if you're looking for a new podcast where listen to podcasts or a different service check one of them out we're gonna be there um i think we're on spreaker i'm not 100 sure sorry but check that out too yeah. um i also want to say when you're done listening to us if you feel like listening to something else maybe you want an audiobook go to audibletrial.com slash smp free three-day trial details at the blog post at no noms.net and speaking of no noms no noms.net if you like us even a little bit, want to consider donating a dollar, becoming one of our Patreons. We would love you forever. There is a tip jar and more information at no-noms.net. Just if you are curious about this, we you know give you our undying love and gratitude. And it would enable us to see more movies or buy more movies. And or... have us
0: do more of these long-form reviews.
1: Yeah, And you know what? Like this long-form? Let me know in the blog post
0: don't like it let us know we'll start doing more short forms
1: you know give us an idea what you like and you know we're here we're doing this as entertainment for you so we want to know what you like so please w-
0: listen to us
1: give me your, your respect i need your approval people
0: of the internet lend me your ears
1: okay and with that this is jack saying see the movie
0: and this is aj saying goodbye good luck
1: okay cronkite was that cronkite
0: I don't know. I wasn't. I couldn't remember. I was actually originally thinking of doing the um the uh Truman Show. If I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night.
1: Yeah, all I can think of is the B E A U beautiful thing from B E A U. Almighty, Bruce Almighty. There we go. Almost another one. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.